Jiminy Crickets. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow. Always getting in wrong for singing my song. A merry old soul am I. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'll be hanging around this evening. I'll be tipping my hat and telling you that Jiminy Cricket is the name. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 96 of Jiminy Crickets. How are you doing, Ruth? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great. This week, we have a special guest, a good friend of mine, Lynn Barron, who is the author of Cleaning the Kingdom, and also he is the host of another podcast called The Sweep Spot. He's a former custodial cast member from Disneyland. And we're going to talk trash. <laughs> so <laughs> before we get to our main topic, we have a very special announcement. checks travelers checks credit cards credit cards passport passport baggage tags baggage tags Fill it up do it all happy trip have a ball all ashore and ashore well cricketeers the Jiminy Crickets podcast is excited to announce an all-new partnership with Concierge Vacation Planners. Concierge is a Disney-only specialty vacation planning service. They don't just book your vacation, they walk beside you through the entire process, from analyzing and picking out the right dates to effectively utilizing your fast passes, they will help you with every detail. The amount of time that your personal vacation planner will spend with you, one-on-one, -on -one, planning out every stage of your Disney vacation is amazing. Mike and his behind-the-scenes team do a phenomenal job, and we are excited to endorse Concierge for all the Disney travel planning needs of our Jiminy Crickets podcast listeners. So if you are starting the early planning process for your next Disney vacation, be it Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or many of the other Disney locations available, why not give Concierge a call? They are an authorized Disney vacation planner. And here is the amazing part. They charge nothing for their services. You get the exact same pricing as if you called Disney yourself or booked through the Disney online portal. But in using concierge expertise and concierge level service, you have the added bonus of a personal Disney guru planner by your side. And I can't recommend them enough. You can check them out at www.concierge.com. 
That's www.concierars.com. Like in mouse ears. You can also find them on all the social media platforms and link to them directly from my website, disneychris.com. Concierge Ears is now the official Disney vacation planners of the Jiminy Crickets podcast and disneychris.com. And we hope you will check them out. When you mail a letter, you can send it anywhere. On foot, by truck, by aeroplane, the postman gets it there. So mail someone a letter, even just a card will do. You know it's nice when the postman has a letter in a sack for you. Because the mail must go through, the mail must go through. No matter if it rains or snows, the mail must go through. I said that mail must go through, the mail must go through. No matter if it rains or snows, the mail must go through. You know that the mail must go through. This episode, we're going to open with some listener feedback. It's been a while since we've chimed in with our listeners, and we have a lot of comments and questions and things that they have sent our way, and we wanted to kind of give a segment to the most important aspect of the Jiminy Crickets podcast, our audience. So, I collected several comments. I was non-discretionary. There are a couple negative comments. We'll read those as well. Constructive criticism is always welcomed. And they're not in any particular order, so we may be talking about the same topic more than once because everything is I just kind of grabbed all the comments I could find put them in a list and they're completely in random order we didn't categorize them or anything like we did the last time I thought we'd try something different so the first comment comes from Nyampire the cat and he left this message on May 1st he said hello again this is Bernard once again I enjoyed your latest podcast episode celebrating Disney Channel's 35th anniversary. As a person who grew up with Winnie the Pooh, I wish Disney did a home video release of the House of Pooh Corner, besides the Too Smart for Strangers VHS tape. Speaking of live-action Disney Channel shows, I heard Dumbo's Circus that used to air on Disney Channel during its early days was the first time we ever heard Dumbo the Elephant talking. Yeah, I think that's probably true, Bernard. As far as I know, I mean, he never talked in the movie, and I don't know that they really used him much in anything after the movie, except maybe, you know, a TV ad here or a little appearance there. So, it likely is the very first time you heard him talking. Also, I wish they would release the classic Disney Channel shows as collections. At least show them on YouTube, like Disney could create an official YouTube channel and show these things and collect ad revenue for them. I don't know why they don't do that, but who knows, maybe when 
Disney um, starts their streaming service, maybe they'll start showing some of those classic things again. Fingers crossed. What do you think, Ruth? Do you think they might start showing those again? I hope so. I mean, that's the perfect place to show all this stuff. Right. So, I mean, my fingers are crossed. You want to read the next one, Ruth? Yeah. The next comment is from Philip Kippel, and it's regarding our Tokyo Disneyland episode. And he says, You sounded a bit too negative when you bashed the American parks, especially when talking about budget cuts and dumbing down, etc. And then he goes on to say, Also, a couple of corrections for the Toontown part. Goofy's house was a bounce house in Tokyo as well as in Disneyland before it became its current incarnation. The Mini Design Studio is actually going to be a new meet-and-greet location for Mini, not a bibbidi-bobbidi boutique equivalent. Plus, Toontown is popular at Disneyland as well as in Tokyo. It's just disliked mostly by idiotic, unappreciative fanboys. Disneyland will remain open for the foreseeable future and will supposedly get an expansion of its own. Okay, well, there's several things to respond to in that. Well, I mean, I appreciate the corrections because, I mean, we're not claiming that we are 100% correct on any of the items that we discuss, although we do do a lot of research to prepare. Yeah. But if we did sound negative to the American parks, that's definitely not what our intention was. Because obviously we love the American parks. It's the one that both of us have been to the most. I mean, I haven't been to any park outside of America. So I think we were just kind of trying to focus on what Tokyo has to offer that's different than the other Magic Kingdom type parks. So we were definitely not trying to be negative to the American parks at all. So definitely want to put that out there. I call them as I see them. So I guess we disagree about being too negative. I think I was just stating the facts of how, you know, when Imagineers get a project for the Disney parks in the United States, they have their blue sky, they call it their blue sky original concept, and then after it goes through committees and accounting and executive oversight it gets dumbed down and dumbed down and dumbed down mostly because they don't want to spend the money on the original concept as they wanted it and that doesn't happen to the same degree in Tokyo because of the reasons I stated they don't have to go through all that red tape because they're not paying for it. Disney doesn't pay for the expansion of Tokyo Disneyland. It's paid for by an independent company, and they have the final say on budget and cuts and all those sorts of things, and they're more inclined to want to stick closer to the Blue Sky original concepts because they're not as uh, concerned with stockholders and spending too much money They kind of have a more Walt Disney-esque philosophy where, you know, if you put the money into it in the long run, it's going to pay off. Whereas the present-day Disney organization is afraid of everything. They're not willing to take risks like they once were. So I stand on my 
what I said. I'm, I'm not gonna... I really believe that, and I... And if anybody else, you know, pick your side, that's fine. We can still be friends, but... <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't think that I bashed the American parks. I was just stating the facts as I see them. I still love the American parks. I just wish they could be more like Tokyo in when it comes to adding new things and that sort of thing. I do appreciate the corrections. There's no problem with anybody correcting us. Please do, because we, we want to keep everybody fully informed on everything. We don't want to mislead anybody. We try to do our best to fact-check, but, you know, we're only human and we do make mistakes, but we definitely want to correct those mistakes. So if anybody ever hears us, you know, say something that they find to be factually wrong, please, please do let us know about it. There's no problem with that. We would rather you let us know than not let us know, because we want to let our audience know so that they don't go around spreading misinformation. You know, that's definitely something we do not want to do, so we really appreciate that. Now, the final point was the popularity of Toontown in Disneyland versus Tokyo Disneyland. I think that there's no quote-unquote idiotic, unappreciative fanboys in Japan. There's nobody putting down Toontown in Tokyo. The Japanese love it because they love that cute culture, that kawaii culture that we've been talking about recently on our show. And that fits right into that whole thing. That's a cultural thing for Japan. So nobody at all, not even fanboys, and I know they have Disney fanboys in Japan just like they have in the United States because I see them tweeting and Facebooking all the time. I don't know what they're saying. We follow each other, but they're speaking a different language, so I don't understand, but I love the pictures they show. <laughs> That's why we follow each other is because we have the commonality of sharing beautiful pictures of the, the parks, and so... But uh, regardless of that, so I do know there's Tokyo Disneyland fanboys out there too, and fangirls, let's not be sexist. <laughs> the difference is that I think that there are those, those critics in the United States where you probably wouldn't have very many in Tokyo. I think another problem is that Tokyo takes better care of the maintenance of Toontown. I'm sure they don't have the problems with the fading paint, and if you've seen the, the those hills, like, if you follow Mice Age, Mice Chat, every, like, Disneyland update, they're showing the peeling paint on the, the hills in Disneyland's Toontown. I'm absolutely sure that would never happen in Tokyo Disneyland, because they're just adamant about the upkeep of that place even more so than they are in the states and i'm not bashing disney in the states that's just a fact so there's less cause for critique of toontown in, in tokyo because it's always kept up beautifully and painted and and the other thing is that i feel that a lot of um more cynical people don't have that kawaii culture type vibe that the people in Tokyo in Japan have. 
So they see Toontown as a kitty thing. And they don't appreciate it for what it is. Now, I personally, and I know Ruthie, we love and adore Toontown, and we would never want them to change it, ever. I would be heartbroken if they did. I think they need to keep it forever in Disneyland. So, we're on the side of loving it, but I'm just saying, there are a lot of people out there that are not lovers of Toontown and would rather them take it out and put something else there. So... I think that would be a sad day if they ever did that, but, so, that's just how I feel. Any other response to that, Ruth? I agree with you 100%. And definitely, if we'd say anything that's incorrect, factually-wise, it's definitely with no ill will or bad intention at all, and we definitely appreciate any correction. Okay, so the next comment is quick and nice and it's from one of our best favorite people that <laughs> is always commenting on our show and we love to hear from him scott quato he says that he really liked that meet the world anthem which he first learned about from my song of the day because i featured it not just in our um tokyo disneyland episode but I also, on April 15th, which was the actual 35th anniversary of Tokyo Disneyland, I featured it as the song of the day on my website. It's still there if you want to go listen to it, anybody, on my archive section. Yeah, thank you, Scott. I'm glad that you learned about that song. It's a terrific Sherman Brothers song. It's kind of a lesser-known song because it people didn't really hear it in the United States until more recently when the internet kind of made the world a little bit smaller. The only place you really ever would hear it would be in Japan. So you want to read the next one, Ruth? Alrighty. Our next comment is from Butch Berry, and he is also commenting about our Tokyo Disneyland episode. And he's also one of our oft commenters. Yes. Like he's always commenting and we appreciate it. Commenting? Commenting. <laughs> <laughs> he may be commenting too. He may be, you know, <laughs> flying through space. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Butch says, I decided to watch YouTube videos of the attractions as you talked about them to get more out of what you were saying. It was a very fun experience. I have to say, I really like seeing the original attractions from Disneyland in Tokyo Disneyland. Maybe they'll even keep Pirates the way it was. They really are lucky that they keep things the same. I'm going to have to visit. I 100% agree with you, Butch. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like they're not planning on changing it in Japan because people aren't as uptight about that in Japan, first of all. People aren't as... PC crazy in their culture and the other thing is that they kind of don't like changing things they like to keep them the way they are just because they like tradition and the other thing is that Disney may want to keep one of them the way it is they kind of have a habit of that if you look at all the different attractions around the world. They always seem to, when they close stuff down, they like to keep at least one version of it open somewhere. Like, good examples of that would be there's one Mr. Toad still operating, the one in Disneyland. There's one Country Bear 
still operating as far as the English version in Walt Disney World. So, you know, there's one Carousel of Progress still operating. So they kind of have a habit of at least keeping one version of something going. I mean, that's not always the case. I can name 50 examples of things that they closed down that they <laughs> right. didn't keep. But but classic attractions. Well, even classic ones, I could name a few. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes they, they try to keep one version of it going. Or one version of a classic attraction, they try to keep it unchanged so you have one that's the original still in operation. Right. So, the next question also comes from Scott Cueto. And this is regarding the Tokyo episode that we did. And it says, maybe it's just me, but the 50s, 60s music, learn a lot of things from the Flowers Tiki Room Suite doesn't lose anything in Japanese it sounds great because in the episode we included the Japanese versions of several of the classic soundtracks of the um, the Disney attractions including the Tiki Room I never realized the second Tiki Bird solo let's all sing like the birdie sing was supposed to be Louis Armstrong I always got the Bing Crosby reference these shoutouts are kind of helpful, almost like it would help modern audiences relate more. So what he's talking about, if you didn't listen to the episode or if you haven't heard what he's talking about, during the Let's All Sing Like the Birdies Sing segment, in the Tokyo version, there's a point during the song where they, each of the four MC birds do a, um impression of a famous person and sing a bar of the song in the voice of a famous person. And um, one of them would be Bing Crosby. They go, let's all sing like the birdies sing. ba 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 You know? And let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Ma, that bird sings so sweetly. Now, this is kind of interesting because to me, that just sounds nothing like Louis Armstrong. To me, I always thought that was Jimmy Durante, not Louis Armstrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I still think that was supposed to be Jimmy Durante. But maybe they just, for the Japanese version, they said it was Louis Armstrong because the Japanese people probably weren't familiar with who Jimmy Durante was. Where the, you know, they would probably know who Louis Armstrong was. So, you know, maybe they made a little artistic choice there. But 1960s audiences in the U.S. would definitely know that that was Jimmy Durante. And you didn't have to introduce it and they would know what it was. That's my impression. Um, The other interesting thing is they changed one of the impressions. In the English version, it's Marie Chevalier. But in the Japanese version, they replaced him with Donald Duck. And they had Clarence Ducky Nash sing a bar of that in Donald Duck's voice, which is kind of interesting that they replaced that. And again, that's probably because people in Japan probably weren't familiar with who Marie Chevalier was. So they decided to replace it with something that was more familiar to them. 
which is fine because it's kind of neat to have Donald Duck in there. <laughs> and it's the official, the original Donald Duck. I think in the Tokyo one, they say like Satchmo, which is, you know, Louis Armstrong's nickname. And that's how he kind of caught that it was Louis Armstrong. But they don't right. say that in the American version. They don't introduce them at all in the American version. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I never really knew who it was, that second voice either. Oh, I always felt it was Jimmy Durante. Yeah, and I'm sure you're right, but I just never really knew, so. The next comment comes from Joshua Smith, and he's a terrific guy, and he's always listening to our show, and he's a great supporter of my website. And again, he's talking about our Tokyo Disneyland episode, and that's been a really... We've gotten a lot of reaction from that episode. Yeah, we so have. Far. So uh, he says uh, that this is his favorite episode of Jiminy Cricket of all time. And he was glad that we referenced the Mickey Mouse Review, the Star Jets, and some of the other Florida and California attractions that are now retro attractions because they no longer exist but they still exist in Tokyo. And I knew Joshua was going to have a good response to that, because I know, because from my personal interactions with him, that he's a big fan of the parks over in Tokyo. So thanks a lot for the comment, Josh. We appreciate and we're glad that you enjoyed it. You want to read the next one, Ruth? Sure. So our next comment is from Brian Crawford, another regular commenter here. And he's also commenting on the Tokyo Disneyland episode. Mm -hmm. And he says, Having been to the resort three times, this was a lovely trip back. I'm listening for the third time now because of all the great audio. During our last trip, I was still recovering from major knee surgery. He had a cane in a wheelchair. And the Japanese cast members went over the top with accommodating us. The parks are our favorite in the world. And I personally think that Chris did a great job editing this episode, and he did add some amazing audio, stuff that you can't hear, and he just has access to it. So I want to personally agree with Brian and say thanks, Chris, for adding all of that cool stuff, because I really appreciated listening to it myself as well. Who, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I spent a lot of time editing that one, that's for sure. So the next comment comes from Alec Rogers. And this is something I love to hear. He says he hadn't expected to really enjoy the episode as much as he did. And again, he's talking about Tokyo. And he says he's looking forward to more about these parks that I may never get to. So not only did he enjoy the episode about Tokyo Disneyland. Now he's hungering for more. So <laughs> that definitely made me feel good to read that one. Thank you, Alec. Yeah. And the next comment is also from Alec, but he's commenting on our 90s music episode. So he says, As much as I enjoy the hits, the odd numbers are always the most fun on these episodes. <laughs> yeah, because we we don't just play the you know the ones that you know the top ten. We we do the deep cuts. <laughs> we try to. The '90s was hard because there's so much music that everybody knows. Yeah, 
And I feel like we probably had less of the deep cuts yeah. in some of the other episodes, but we have some more music episodes planned, not for a while, but we've already been talking about some ideas for future music episodes, so stay tuned for those. The next comment, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your last name, Mike, because it's spelled P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y. I th- maybe the N is silent, because I'm not sure how to pronounce a word with an N between an I and a C-K. <laughs> I'll just say Pickney, and I'm, I'm sorry so much for slaughtering your name. Send me a message um, to give me the phonetic spelling, Mike, and I'll make a correction in a future episode. I'm, I'm really sorry. But he says, Hey Chris, I just listened to the Babes in Toyland podcast, and I can explain the rating of the 1934 Babes in Toyland. Because we were like, we went on IMDb, or was it Rotten Tomatoes? I One think of it was those. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and it had like this amazingly high rating. And then the Disney one had like a really low rating, and we were like, what? Because, <laughs> I mean, personally, I feel like the one from the 30s is just bizarre and just almost unwatchable in my mind. I don't know. It's got some really creepy things in it, too. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, he has an explanation. He says, If you grew up in the New York City area in the 70s and early 80s, Babes in Toyland, a.k.a. March of the Wooden Shoulders, March of the Wooden Shoulders, (laughs) March of the Head and Shoulders, no, March of the Wooden Soldiers, was shown on WPIX every Christmas. It has become a Christmas tradition like the Yule Log. It certainly became a tradition in my house as a child on Christmas. I think people were rating the movie on the nostalgia factor and not the quality of the movie. I enjoyed the Tokyo Disneyland podcast, and I really want to go there now. Keep up the good work. So, what's interesting about that is I feel like they also showed it where I grew up every Christmas... You might remember this too, Ruth, because you grew up in Southern California, too. They had on KTTV Channel 5 Family Film Festival Mm -hmm. on weekends, and they showed all those old movies. I forget the name of the host, but he, he also hosted the Popeye cartoons on Saturday mornings. This really, you know, nice older man that was just you know he had a real charm about him and he was just a really soft-spoken and nice and he always had lots of fun facts about these old movies and that was where I gained my appreciation for a lot of these older films that I'm still in love with today because that was really the only place I had access to them growing up they showed all the old Jerry Lewis comedies all the old Doris Day comedies a lot of the cartoon films that were not Disney, you know, like Gulliver's Travels and all sorts of, you know, odd things. And I do know that I, I believe they did show this during Christmas time on that family film festival. Do you remember that? You, you might not remember that. I remember the family film festival and yeah. the host was Tom Hatton. That's right, Tom Hatton, yeah. But I don't remember seeing the Laurel and Hardy one there. I think I watched, like, Pippi Longstocking there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Munsters Go Home. Mm-hmm. All those uh, Don Knotts films. 
like the ghost and Mr. Chicken. Mm-hmm. All those things. It was all like family films, you know. And I remember specifically the Jerry Lewis movie Cinderella. They flipped the gender roles of Cinder of the Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. So he had his mean stepbrothers and stepsisters <laughs> and all that. And anyway, that being said, I even though I do remember it being on TV in when I was a kid, I just wasn't interested. It seemed weird even as a kid, and I never watched the whole thing. So maybe it, it rang more bells with the East Coast sensibilities. Who knows? But I, I don't think it became as much of a nostalgia thing on the West Coast as maybe it did on the East Coast. But that being said, I'm still, even after reading what you said about nostalgia, I'm still shocked <laughs> that it has such a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Barbara Carnahan, uh, Yost Watkins also commented on uh, Mike's comment and she said she had this on tape and she knows what he means about the movie being special and invoking a far simpler comforting time okay and then she says as a child growing up in Southern California each Christmas time was the only time the TV stations would reliably air a Shirley Temple movie I was introduced to her then but having to wait until the special time made her movies much anticipated. So she um, is kind of saying what I sort of was saying, how these movies were introduced to her because of how they were aired on TV. Same with The Wizard of Oz. I can say that about what she's saying about Shirley Temple because I'm sure you remember this too, back before everybody had a VHS and... You could rent The Wizard of Oz. Right. Now you can just go on to Amazon and rent it and stream it anytime you want. Mm-hmm. They showed it on TV once a year. Yep. And if you weren't in front of your TV when it was being shown, you were out of luck. It was appointment television, something you don't have nowadays. And um, you'd find out that it was going to come on maybe a week in advance. They'd start promoting it. You'd see it in a TV guide, because everybody had TV guide back then. Because that was the only way you knew what was going to come up on TV. And if you flipped through it, you got a new TV guide every week. And they would have, like, big full-page ads promoting shows that were up and coming. And usually they would let you know, maybe a week or two weeks ahead, that Wizard of Oz was coming. So you would plan your life around it, basically. And, um, you know, you, you made no plans that, that day. You got all your snacks ready. You know, you made your Rice Krispie treats <laughs> before it went on. And everybody sat in front of the TV and watched it because it was your one shot to watch it. And it was once a year. And it was, it was something that was really, really special. Knowing that, you know, you had to wait a whole another year before you could watch it again. You just don't have that type of special thing anymore. So, you know, there is something to be said for the old days as far as that goes. I mean, it's wonderful to be able to watch it whenever you want, but then again, it kind of takes away from how special it was. So, 
Like, right. which is better? You have to weigh which is your preference. Mm-hmm. I guess you don't get to because you have no choice now, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, so you want to read the next one, Ruth? Yeah. Well, the next comment is also from Mike, and he's commenting about our Chip and Dale episode. He says, Great show about Chip and Dale. I'm curious if Disney ever tried to file a lawsuit against the Chipmunks. You can make a case that Ross Bagdasarian ripped off Chip and Dale. Do you know anything about that, Chris? I do remember that they had that amazing end tag when they had the Alvin show with the the Bagdasarian. This is a Bagdasarian production. And oh, like, yeah. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Do you remember that? You probably <laughs> I don't, don't remember it off the top of my I'm head. Talking. I'd have to go back and watch a chipmunk. You probably episode. have no idea. It's at the very end, like after the credits. Mm-hmm. It always had that little end tag. Anyways, yeah, I don't think so. I think there's enough differences between them that Disney probably wasn't even thinking about that. And I also, I think that's something that wasn't as much a part of our culture back then as it is today, where it's all about sue, 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 sue. Right. Copyright police, sue, sue, sue. I think things are a little bit less litigious back then than they are today. So, but one thing I do know, and something that always perplexed Disney was how they came out with a record album in 1957 called a Disney Christmas Concert. They kind of came up with the whole idea of having speeding up the track to make it sound like, you know, little critters instead of, you know, by just recording it at regular speed, but just singing the music really slowly at a slower pace, then speeding it up to the normal tempo and then all the voices would sound like chipmunks or mice. And so they did it first. They did it a year before the first chipmunk album came out. And it was also a Christmas album. And it didn't do very well. And it just didn't, it wasn't a big, nobody really knew about it. And it didn't sell very well. And it wasn't very popular. And then just one year later, somebody else did the exact same thing, and it actually became the number one song. You know, the Alvin and the Chipmunks, Christmas, Christmas Time is Here, you know Mm -hmm. that song? Yeah. Believe it or not, you may not realize that, but that actually was the number one song on the Billboard charts. (laughs) Because it was the 50s and things were bizarre back then, so I mean... Once in a while, a strange thing like that would actually hit number one on the Billboard charts back in the 50s. So, I mean, that was a huge hit. But Disney did it first. But for some reason, it didn't connect. So, Disney always kind of felt bummed out about that. I mean, Disney is the, the company, not Walt Disney himself. He probably didn't care either way. He wasn't that much vested in the whole disneyland records thing that was kind of a side thing for him he was too busy doing other things but probably you know the people working for disneyland records were perplexed why they came up with it and it didn't work for them but then one year later somebody kind of mocked them and then it not only did well it was the number one song on the radio (laughs) it's weird so let me read the next one this also comes from brian crawford 
And we mentioned Kids Incorporated in our Disney Channel episode. And for those who don't know and didn't listen to that episode, even though that isn't a Disney Channel original, it um, they created, a, I think they did a whole season of original shows and aired it on the Disney Channel after it left regular TV. So, hearing the Kids Incorporated song took me back big time. I loved Martika, and so does my wife. We have a couple of her CDs. I loved how four of the kids would jump up and they turn into the letter K, I, D, S, and the last little blonde girl would look around, kind of confused, and then bam, she transformed into the word incorporated. Mems. I guess mems means memories. Yeah. I think that's a millennial talk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know that one. I don't know if he's millennial there because he loves Martika. Oh, that's true. Maybe he, well, he must have kids who are millennials or something, I don't mm-hmm. know. Or teenage kids, and that's where he got the memes from, <laughs> so I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you know what that meant? Um, I, I've never used it, but yeah, when you said it, it, you know, it instantly clicked, so. But I will say that I 100% agree with Brian. I love <laughs> I Martika. I still do. I still listen to her CDs. So, um, I'm right there with you and Kids Incorporated, like I said on the episode, it was one of my favorite shows growing up, so. Our last comment is from Amy Cote. I love this podcast. The mix of history, music, Walt Disney appreciation, and personal perspectives on the parks is so great. I really like listening to the broad variety of topics, but do miss the news segments and wish you would bring them back. Thanks for hosting such a great podcast. And then Brian Crawford commented as well. He said, I love hearing your take on current happenings. Well, we are going to be doing a lot more of that. And we've already begun doing that. And we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to do it with our new sort of sister show called Mini Episodes. By the time you're hearing this podcast, we've already released these but just to let you know, when we say many, we don't necessarily mean short. <laughs> right. Definitely not. Because the one we recorded last night was like two hours and 40 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> but we, what we mean is there's no like um, bells and whistles. It's just us talking, no editing. It's just a raw conversation. I do clean up the audio slightly and add some background music. But other than that, it's a no-frills recording, so that's why it's a mini-episode. With the main show, I do heavy editing, add in all sorts of music. It takes me days to do all the work. With these, we just record it. I just kind of put it all together and release it. And the thing is, when we talk about the news, we want to be able to get it out there relatively soon after we've talked about it because otherwise it goes stale by the time we release it so we decided that the best way to do that would be to you know call it something different give a disclaimer say you know we're not editing this up front so people don't you know have as high expectations as far as the editing because I'm kind of known for my editing and everything because of my website and, you know, all the music stuff I do. So 
I wouldn't feel comfortable putting something like that out without a disclaimer in front of it. So that's kind of what we're going to do going forward. I mean, there's no set schedule for those. Whenever we have enough stuff to talk about, we'll put one out. And we're also thinking of doing some other different types of formats that we're not going to give away too many details yet because it's still in the planning stages. But we'll let you know about that when more information is available and more things are set in stone. Yeah, and part of the reason why we're doing that is because I definitely missed talking about the news as well. And, um, you know, I like having, you know, the dialogue that we have and just talking about Disney news. And so I was just like, we need to keep doing these. So, you know, that was one of the things that I definitely was like, let's figure out how we can still do this. So, (laughs) right. So that is it for our listener feedback. And we will periodically do this when we have a bunch of stuff to read when we accumulate enough feedback we'll do it again but let's jump ahead to our main topic Well, for our main topic this episode, we welcome to the show, for the first time, a good friend of mine, Lynn Barron. How are you doing, Lynn? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I have to say that Lynn has a great deal to do with the fact that I have my own podcast because uh, it was his show, The Sweep Spot, that was the very first time I was ever on a podcast. He invited me as a guest a couple years ago to talk about my um, uh, website and the music on my site. And Lynn also has carte blanche to use any of my music on his show, The Sweep Spot. And we've always had a very symbiotic relationship. And um, we're good friends. And um, I've been on his show a few more times since then. And um, Lynn is also an author. You want to talk about the book that you wrote with your co-host on the Sweep Spot, Lynn? Sure. Uh, we wrote a book because we're Ken and I, the co-hosts of the Sweet Spot. We're both former Disneyland custodial cast members. So, right in the book, we write about our experiences. So, um, it's called Cleaning the Kingdom. Right. And and you and Ken, it's Ken Pellman. 
Kim who's coming, a, yeah. And he's another good friend, and he we follow each other on on social media. We're always retweeting and liking each other's posts all day long, yeah. every day. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, he's a great guy, and um, you work at the same period of time with each other in the park there was a little bit of yeah. time when when he was working there and you had left and but for a good chunk of the time you were working together so yeah um you share a lot of stories together and it's a wonderful book i if you haven't read it you should pick it up and it's it's also available as an audiobook oh yeah and ken tells reads the whole book and it's wonderful it's terrific it's it's a seal of approval from Disney oh, thank Chris you. <laughs> thank you Chris <laughs> and I have an autograph copy and the um, uh, sweep spot is one of my favorite podcasts as well so I it's it's highly recommended because it's a it's a different perspective it's a perspective from the inside because Lynn and Ken were there they experienced it all they know the ins and outs of Disneyland we so, were, yeah. yeah, you were there. What years did you work there, Lynn? I was there, well, I worked in the Plaza Inn. Right. Almost around the same time that you were there. I was a busser uh, from 91 to 93. Right. We missed each other by a year. I was there in 90. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I went to, then I came back to Disneyland and worked there from 98 to 2007. Right. You were there at long time a big chunk you were there for the 50th and everything oh yeah that was fun yeah so the um plaza inn i was a dishwasher so it was you fellas that came in with your pretty little vests and bow ties and (laughs) dumped trays full of dishes and walked away like you were better than us and made us You mean we weren't better than you? No. (laughs) Well, you probably were. At least you were, but... (laughs) No. I always felt bad for you guys. I thought, man, that sucks. That's a lot of work, you know? Oh, it was. And it was my first job. I was only 16, and it was not what I... Work was not what I expected it would be. (laughs) I'll tell you that. I only lasted the summer, and I was ready to leave. (laughs) (laughs) So we have that in common. We both worked at uh, the Plaza Inn. Mm-hmm. And another thing we have in common is we were both custodians because I didn't do custodian work at Disneyland, but I did at the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. And I did that the summer of 95. So it was oh, during yeah. it, w- it was in the college program. Hmm. So we have that in common as well. So yeah. Lots of commonalities there. Which is what led us to discuss our topic tonight, pretty much. Exactly. Tonight we're going to talk trash. (laughs) 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 We're going to go through the park and talk about all the different restrooms. There is kind of a cult following of restrooms in Disneyland. We're just going to kind of focus on Disneyland parks specifically because... Ruth and I are very familiar with Disneyland. That was our home park, the park we grew up with, and that's the park that Lynn worked in. So we're not going to talk about any of the other parks, but 
there's a real cult following among Disney fans when it comes to Disneyland Disney Park restrooms. And they're very unique and interesting, and there's kind of a lot to say about them. And Lynn has some insider stories because he cleaned them. He was there <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. So Lynn made a list, mm-hmm. and um, he's going to name off each restroom throughout Disneyland and talk a little bit about if they've changed, the history, and um, he has some stories to share about each, and then Ruth and I will chime in and say anything we have to say about these particular restrooms. So, yeah. um, take it away, Lynn. Okay. So, some of these restroom titles are titles that we that we named them because right cast members so there might not be the official like sometimes on our show we'll talk about you know we'll just say the tiki room we don't say the walt disney's enchanted tiki room because everything was kind of shortened but you'll get the gist of it so well one thing i know for sure (laughs) is they've renamed some of them too because i was looking at a list tonight of some mm. of the names of the restrooms and there's one restroom called the Disney Anna restroom mm-hmm. but I would call that the Bank of America restroom because that's what I knew it as when I was you know still going to Disneyland so right yeah I'll, I'll explain why we didn't call it that but right okay there. so let's see we'll start with the main gate because we took care of the main gate restroom which would be the restroom off to the left if you're looking at the entrance of Disneyland right mm-hmm um, there's not a whole lot to say about that one, except that that one was always super busy in the morning and night. So Obviously, um, yeah. when people are coming <laughs> and going. It's it's pretty plain restroom. Yeah, and it the, the building that it was in kind of looked like the ticket booths. It had the same like mm-hmm. uh, fish scale roof line, and it was like that off-white. And it had kind of a Victorian look that all the buildings at the main gate had. Yeah. And I and I, it was right next to the picnic, uh, little picnic area, too. Did you ever have to clean that picnic area? No, that was the busser's job. Oh, really? Okay. For some reason, which was weird because there wasn't a restaurant location yeah, near there. Yeah, that is kind of weird. <laughs> I think it's because of the way the rules for the unions worked, where if oh. there was table and chairs, then... It was considered a busing area, so there was tables and benches there. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird because uh, uh, when I worked in a custodial, we did do busing. It was part of our like we would be assigned to a restaurant for a shift right. or two each oh. week. So, in addition to doing the trash cans and the sweeping, every a couple times a week, I might be assigned to Casey's Corner, which is the equivalent mm-hmm. to Coke Corner. Um, and I might, you know, and I'd have to wear a baseball costume. And and I was kind of tubby, so everybody thought I was a Babe Ruth walk-around character. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. So, yeah, we had to do busing, and I hated it. So you're lucky you never had to bus tables. It was terrible. It was yeah. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was just constantly dumping trash. Mm. For the whole eight-hour shift, all you did was dump trash. You went around in a circle, you dumped each can as you got to it, and then um, when you finished, you went back to the beginning and started all over again, because by the time you finished, they got filled up again. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. 
Well, let's go into the park. And right. I was going to start to the left, but I think because there's only one off to the right, mm-hmm. I'm going to get that one out of the way. And that would be the one you were speaking of earlier was um, you call it the Bank of America or Bank Restroom. Yeah. Um, they call it Disneyana now. We called it Lincoln. Oh, okay. And that makes sense. Because there actually was a restroom in the bank that was for the cast members, and that was because we had to clean the cast member restrooms also. Oh, so okay. That was how we could tell which one was what, you know. Right, because, yeah, there'd be confusion otherwise. Yeah, and that one's kind of weird because if you don't know it's there, you might not find it because it's in the back. You have to go behind the building, kind of. It's right along the where the Disneyland train goes. It's like a little alleyway back It's a there. little alleyway, yeah. And yeah. then there's like a, a... Well, there used to be a phone booth back there. It's probably not there now. <laughs> they don't I think have there was an booth. ATM there, too. There used to yeah, be an ATM yeah. back there, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and then they had restrooms. But if you didn't know they were there, you, you would never yeah. know. They probably weren't that busy, were they, Lynn? Not really, but the, the one thing I remember the most about that one, working there at least, was that we had a stock closet with our supplies that was not really connected to it, but it was right next to it. And mm-hmm. in the stock closet, in there was a hallway there, and you could actually hear the pre-show for Lincoln. Oh, really? On, like, all the time. Yeah, all day long. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, there was only a curtain that was really separating where we were. I mean, we had a door, but we had it open most of the time when we were working, so... I remember being in that pre-show where that screen was, right? Right before you go into the the auditorium where the doors open up. There was yeah. like a velvet rope that hung with a little doorway there, mm-hmm. right where the screen was. Was that what led to that? Well, if you're looking at the, what is it, the U.S., the Capitol, the yeah. model of the Capitol. So if you're looking at that from when you first walk in, mm-hmm. it's off to the far right. Oh, to the to the right. Okay, mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. it was the that little doorway I was talking about was on the left next to oh, the no, screen. No. Yeah. Okay. So there was no way to get to it from inside the, the that room. Oh, you could. You just had to go behind the curtain, and then you're in that that little. Not for guests, no. But, oh, but you yeah. could get you could get as a cast member. Mm-hmm. You could get it. Yeah. There. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, this is why we had Lynn on, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Really All right. Um, so I'm going to head back to the other side of the town square. And, right. Um, there's one called Tour Gardens. And now oh, this yeah. one's changed a bit because it was originally built for the guests that were waiting to go on their tours. Um, mm-hmm. Right. The guided tour garden. Yeah. Right. And it still kind of is for that. But yeah, um, it's kind of changed. They now have a a companion restroom there which I didn't they didn't have when I was working there right so companion means that like a family anybody either gender can go in there in case somebody needs assistance yeah yeah. or baby changing or those kinds of things right and those restrooms are tiny I mean yeah you get two people in there and and I I would always get out of there because it's just right yeah very small right um so, yeah, so those are kind of hidden out of the way. They're not really part of the main walkway. Right. Um, but one that is, probably <laughs> the busiest one in this area yes. is City Hall. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> because every time I ever went to the park with my family as a kid, that was our first stop. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mine too. Because <laughs> we we drove like an hour and forty five minutes to get there, so my mother, you know, she had to go there right away. And I remember because we would get there. And it's like, I'm so excited. I want to run around and see everything. And the first place we'd have to go is the restroom. And I'd have to stand there and wait. And it's like, we just got here. And now I have to wait for my mother to use the restroom. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> this was back when there was the, the parking lot before DCA, right? Oh, goodness. This is when I was a little boy. I mean, yeah. of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't go with my mom as an adult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's probably the first of the of the many more themed restrooms because yeah the the three that we spoke of so far weren't really they're pretty generic I mean maybe they um, the colors might have coordinated with the area but this one right. had more of a wood theme to it like yeah molding like fancy wood molding mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know Victorian little details that went along with the Main Street theme. Right, right, and they piped in the music from the area loop. And... Mm -hmm. Yes, right. And this one, we had a stock closet that was inside the restroom for the men's, and then the women's had one that was inside theirs, but it was in the back. And you can access their stock closet from the back alley, like behind um, Jungle Cruise, kind of like back there. Right. Um, but the men's you couldn't. It was just a little like a closet couldn't even walk inside of it it was so small so so did they let you clean the women's or just the men's did just they have the to men's. have a woman right but i i knew about the women's just because we there were occasions and... when you had to go in there yeah yeah um but i have one story that every time i think of that restroom i think of this day was um i think it was about two days after 9 11 wow um, i they had a moment of silence and they shut off all the music in the park everywhere which was in the middle of the day was really they'd never do that so mm -hmm. oh um, yeah they, they did that i think it was at 12 noon or something i was working uh, that split so we would get splits of three or four restrooms and we'd go to each one and that we just do that our whole shift well city hall is one of those and i stood there on the porch like a porch there Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember just standing there watching, you know, being a part of the ceremony um, during that time. So, Wow. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. I can't even imagine being in the park with, like, all the music and all activity stopped. That must have been surreal. Right. Very, very surreal. Um, but that's when I, I think of that story when I think of that restroom. So. Wow. So. Well, on that downer <laughs> <laughs> moving on yeah really <laughs> we have uh, another one on main street and it's we called it center street i think they yeah on the map they call it carnation cafe right yeah that one another pretty generic restroom there's a stained right. glass um above the door right and, and that's more back. for the outside yeah. to see than for the right. inside to see yeah it's nothing and special inside it's kind of hidden. It's another one. If you don't know it's there, you might miss it because it's behind all the the restaurant. The, it's like a, a fence that kind of fences in all the chairs and tables. And you 
sort of have to go down like kind of a makeshift little alleyway in a, in a way to get to that one. You have to go kind of behind the restaurant yeah. to get to it. Yeah. It used to be, I remember when the restaurant wasn't there and they still had the Town Square Cafe and that was just a big open area. They had the flowers shop there, you know, they had the plastic flowers there and it was a little bit more visible. That restroom was a little bit more, you know, a bigger deal, I guess, back then, but now it's kind of hidden. There's none on right. the side of the lockers, right? There's no restroom no. on that side. Mm -mm. Yeah, no. that's surprising. Yeah. Does that but restroom have any theming? It didn't. It, it, I'm trying to think, you know, some of the... It's just a blur now. Um, you know, I haven't used it recently when I've gone as a guest. I just... A lot of grays and white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still, you know, pretty yeah. and... Oh, yeah, clean, clean and nice. compared to like you know the New York subway restroom. It's pretty <laughs> pretty nice. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a few in uh, Central Plaza, right? Well, so I wanted to mention there's two restrooms that aren't technical. They're technically public restrooms, but not for every guest. And, okay. And I just want to mention them real quick because we had to clean these. And the first one would be first aid. And right. first aid has a restroom inside that we would enter from the back and which was back kind of by remember where the in between like yeah. the porch area. It's like kind of right yeah. back there. Right. Um, so we would clean those, they're just too small. Right. And yeah. And then and then the one next to it uh, was the baby center. And right. they have the have, I don't know if you've ever either of you have been inside the baby center but they have these cute little toilets they're like miniature porcelain toilets. oh really yeah no i've i never been in there <laughs> i've been in the lobby like the lobby area where they mm -hmm. have the picture of walt disney as a baby but i've yeah. never been in the restrooms there for a while we cleaned those and then they turned it over to the women i don't know why they had us doing it at all because it was always yeah, women, women in there with their babies like, it would mostly be women there yeah right. that's kind of strange yeah then across the way this restroom is no longer there anymore but i wanted to mention it you may mm -hmm. remember this chris uh, i don't know if you ever worked at the plaza pavilion but they had a restroom up on their porch there I do remember the restroom there. I didn't work there, but I remember okay. that. It was kind of like near where that back entrance to the uh, Penny Arcade is. No, but up on, no, up on that, the. That that was the entrance to the um to the like the dish room right there. Oh, the, okay. The restroom was closer to Tiki Room on the porch. Oh, okay. I don't remember that, oh, and I'm okay. misremembering the other one. So, yeah, I don't know, but. That one was very small also. You get maybe mm -hmm. two, three people and it gets really crowded. And that was pretty plain, but they, when the restaurant closed and it was taken over, it was many things. Uh, it was like a ticket, our annual pass center. Annual it pass. Was, um, yeah, like also know. pin trading and stuff. Too. Pin, pin trading. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Thank goodness it's a restaurant of sorts now again because it was weird when it wasn't it's like seems like it's supposed to be so it's good that it's the jolly holiday i'm glad when that opened i guess the restrooms didn't reopen with it then well when it when it closed i was still working there it's like they just sealed oh. it up 
Like they put really? just a wall. Yeah, they just put a wall there, and I was like, man, that's weird. Hmm. Um, it's so probably it's st still there. <laughs> it might still be there. <laughs> Not yeah. very clean, though. It's no. where all the cats go to the bathroom <laughs> at night. Oh, gosh. <laughs> all the feral cats that live in Disneyland. <laughs> all right. So, there, so there's, um, there's other restrooms in the um, Central Plaza, but I'm going to come back around to those when we're on the Tomorrowland side. Okay. We're going to so kind of go... Left to right here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I wanted to get into Tiki Room because now people say it's like the hidden restroom, but everyone talks about it on podcasts. Yeah. So it's really not. But it's hidden in plain sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, up to the left of the entrance, like before you go inside the Tiki Room. It's a really bizarre restroom location. Yeah. It's like and you probably... probably know why why it's there. Right? Yeah. 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 It's because the um, facility was originally going to be a restaurant, mm -hmm. and uh, by law, they had to have a restroom as part of it if it was going to be serving food by, you know, California health codes or whatever they call it. So they changed their mind, decided to turn it into an attraction, but they had already built the restrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really surprised they've kept them all these years, but... Those are really tiny, too. Yeah. What's fun about those is how they have those um, woven doors. Yeah, like bamboo or... Bamboo, or it's like it's like thatched. Mm -hmm. And they have the, the little design. They have, like, the female-looking tiki on the women's door and then the male-looking tiki on the, the men's door. I always thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those are very plain inside too but what's interesting about oh, yeah. them is, is they're very um retro they've never been remodeled i mean they might have been since the last time i saw them which was back no, in the late 90s they're still the same yeah they never the hardest to keep the smell i don't know they always smelled and it's just because really? it's so small it's not much ventilation i don't know it's just they were never Wow. <laughs> We're getting all the details tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I think those restrooms are fascinating because they're just so bizarre. And it's just yeah. like, what are these doing here? Because they're like not even like in the main patio area. You have to like go up to the doors where you go into the theater and they're just like right there on the side. Yeah. Like, yeah. welcome to the Tiki Room. Bong, the doors open and pass by our bathrooms on the yeah. way in. <laughs> it's one of those little things that makes Disneyland magical, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so there's another restroom in Adventureland, which I guess is kind of a notorious one. Probably the busiest restroom in the park, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And it's even the I mean, I've seen the women's restroom in there, and I don't know if it's I know they've remodeled them in like the last maybe two years, but oh, before that when I've been in them, I think they had like 34 stalls, like the wow. most stalls I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Yeah. See, I always avoided that one because I knew it had a reputation for being like really busy and just not the best restroom experience so i would i would go to other restrooms because i knew where they all were so i mm. would avoid that one yeah but that was the one located right when you enter 
Adventureland. It's mm-hmm. like right there on that on the side where the bazaar is located. There's like and some it, rock work. There's like that the... weird greenish looking mm-hmm. rock work there. Yeah. And that so so a little bit of theming in it is the stall doors had like a like a bamboo look to it. Right, but it was a painted band. It right. wasn't, yeah, like a it printed, was just, uh, right, to, yeah. to look like bamboo, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one, I have a little story. Um, that was, you know, when New Year's Eve, when we turned from 1999 to 2000, right? And everyone, the Y2K, everyone thought, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that. yeah. I was working so in that funny. restroom that night, and because <laughs> what was, a way to go! <laughs> I know, huh? <laughs> Because it was so busy on New Year's Eve, oh, uh, wow. we would instead of getting three or four restrooms to rotate, I only had two. I had Tiki Room and Adventureland. So I only had right. to go back and forth. And that sounds like, oh, that's easy. But getting, at one point during the night, getting from just the Adventureland restroom to the Tiki Room. Now, you both know how far that is. Maybe, what, yeah. 30 feet? Yeah, yeah not, not that far. far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the times to get there, it took me at least 30 minutes to get. Oh, to... goodness. What? And, yeah, because the <laughs> crowds were just so jammed and not moving and people were starting to get angry. And Oh, my had, gosh. And I here I am in the middle of this mob with my Disneyland name tag. And so I I, <laughs> I put my hand over my name tag and I'm like. Because everyone's like, this is ridiculous. You know, started yelling. Oh, because you didn't want to get uh, the, want, the butt yeah. of the, the hostility. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it's always a bottleneck right there anyway. Mm-hmm. It is. So, there, are there restrooms in the Indiana Jones area at all? I don't remember. Well, we need to, we need to back it up. That's yeah. kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Poor choice of words, Lynn, when we're talking about restrooms. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Uh, no, the, the Oasis. Oh, yeah. We skipped that. Okay. Sorry. There's two sets of restrooms. There's a, a companion, kind of like a companion restroom to the right when you go mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. And then there's one. So that one wasn't original to the Titian Terrace. That one was kind of added later. Right. But the original ones from when the Tishan Terrace was there is in the back kind of there's like a little hallway it's really weird like you would never even if you're there you would never know they're there but um, I never I've never went in there I never saw those restrooms before I knew there were restrooms there but I never went in it's like almost like to the so if you're looking at the stage it'd be to the left but you can't get to them like close to the stage you kind of had to go up those steps and then like, it was up. It was know. from the the higher up part, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of not really a balcony, but there was the part in front of the stage, and then there was a part that was kind of in the back that was raised right, right. about three stairs up. It was, you yeah. know, the so the, those were just pretty pretty simple and they're small. Yeah. So the uh, you asked about Indiana Jones and. Yes, there are restrooms there, but they're technically not public restrooms, but they were put there for emergencies because the line is so... That queue is, what, like a yeah. half a mile? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so you didn't have to clean them constantly, just, you know, maybe yeah, once they, a day or... Well, 
So when Indiana Jones first opened, they had four, like four cast members just covering that attraction, and like they'd have someone just sweeping the line. They'd have people doing trash, people cleaning the restrooms, and those were every hour restrooms. But then as time went on, they became more of a cast member restroom, which is done like twice a day. You know. Okay, I got you. So originally it was just a regular restroom, but then as the as the whole buzz wore off about the new attraction and things slowed down, they yeah. shut them down. Okay, gotcha. So are they located outside of the queue or like oh, yeah. Where are inside they? the oh, building? So you know just before you go up the steps? Right. In, to go to into get the it building? Into the temple? Yeah. No, no. So no? all mm. the way into the attraction, you, you head out of the film room. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then you Mm -hmm. go up those steps. Yeah. You have to choose left or right. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The elevator. The elevator. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just before you go up those steps, there's like a hallway that leads back there. Okay. Uh, I I had no idea they were in restrooms there. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. So if you were like, I really have to go. All right. I have a kid. He really has to go. The customers might. I don't know if they do now, but they might. At that time, we would say, oh, here, we have some yeah. here. Yeah, yeah but, right. Or if you th- felt sick or something. Right. All right. Um, so now so I guess have... it's time to head to New Orleans Square. Yeah, we have two small ones there before we get to the main one. But um, yeah, the first one we have is for Club 33. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that one's changed recently when they redid it, what, maybe, what, five years ago? Yeah. Something like that. Um, but that one we we also cleaned, and I don't know, have you, either of you been in Club I 30? never had the pleasure of being in Club 33, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Neither have I. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I've seen pictures of these restrooms that you're about to mention, because they're kind of special. Right, they're they're decorated, you know, just like the rest of the restaurant. Very, I don't, I don't fancy, fancy, fancy schmancy decor. That's the official term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, the woman's restroom was really cool because it had it looked like a wicker throne. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, around it, the it, seat. Yeah. yeah, and the toilet was all fancy looking. It's yeah. Like a, yeah. The men's wasn't like that. Just the women's. Yeah, just the men's had a pole, like uh, the tank was up up top. Oh, like the old-fashioned toilets had. Yeah, pole chain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. That's fun. Yeah, and so they had the two toilets and two urinals in the men's, and then they had like a little in the women's. They had like a little powder room, like a little separate room that was off of the right. restroom, with right? The yeah. And a chair and yeah, so. So then we had the think blue before blue we move on. Yeah. Think of all the famous people that have sat on that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. <laughs> As I was cleaning them, I never thought of that. I guess so. And Michael these... Jackson sat here. Oh gosh! <laughs> they should have put a sign above it. <laughs> uh. Oh goodness! Um, yeah. Yeah, Club 33, um, we entered from the There was the, the other back small area. restroom, because oh. I wasn't aware of the other one. Oh, yeah, you are. You know where uh, they are, Chris. The Blue Bayou. Oh, of course. Duh. <laughs> yeah. I even used those. 
Yeah. Those are very small, so. Yeah. Yeah. More wood. They're they're inside, like off to the side of where the um the e- main eating area is, and it's behind like kind of a lattice wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the same wall as you're leaving pirates. It's that same kind of white kind of lattice looking thing. Uh, I don't know what you call it. No, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah, lattices. I, I would use that word. Yeah. Okay. Lattice use lattice. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a little bit more fancy. It had wallpapered walls and... Yeah. So it did have theme and it had the music like... Oh, that's the other thing is Club 33 had uh, like classical music playing. Right. It. And yeah. I think Blue Bayou might have been the same. I can't remember the music, but... Yeah. Not all the restrooms had music, but... Right. Okay, so the New Orleans restroom is the one just to the left of the train station. Right. It's like a brick wall. I just thought this one was interesting. Yeah, because you had to go down that little hallway. You you entered it, and then you went, like, around the bend and around this little hallway. I don't know how the women's was. It might have been different, but... It was closer to the... The women's was closer to the walkway. Right. Yeah. The men's, you had to kind of go behind it, kind of a wall, like a little hallway to get to the where the actual restroom was. Mm-hmm. If I remember it correctly. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I use that one quite often. It's very busy, and um, that one... Mi- not huge, but it's a pretty big restroom. Yeah, it's like a medium-sized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think they played the New Orleans loop in there if i remember maybe i'm not remembering it right but i seem to remember hearing like the same music they played like near the rivers of america you could hear that in there yeah i think they used to that dixieland stuff yeah yeah um that one wasn't terrible it was not really that themed if i remember it right the hallway leading to it was kind of fancy yeah pretty windows in there and stuff but Kind of gray and not really. Right. Yeah. Do I remember right that you could hear the the, the telegraph clicking when <laughs> you were you were in there? Yeah. Maybe there wasn't music. You just heard that telegraph all the time. I think you could just hear it because it was so loud, like coming from the train right. station area. Right. Right. No, they didn't pipe it in there. You could no. just hear the it coming from the train station. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So. Let's go down to Critter Country. Right. Now, that one was built... It's underneath the Hungry Bear restaurant. Right. And it yeah. is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the only one all the way out there. Yeah. Yeah. They Well, see, the thing is, and you know this, with when they built um, Bear Country, they were expecting much bigger crowds in that area especially yeah. the attraction um, than they received because at Disney World it was super popular. Right. They built two theaters and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how the restaurant, why the restroom is so big and spacious in there. Yeah. And they also had another set of restrooms back when it was Bear Country before they mm-hmm. built Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. And it was designed to look like, like it was a bath house. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a big sign on it said baths, five cents. Mm-hmm. And there, that's where the restrooms were. But they got rid of that when they built Splash Mountain. It was like on a porch. like a Yeah. Like a- yeah. yeah, it looked just like the buildings that are still there, where mm-hmm. Teddy Barra's arcade used to be, and mm-hmm. the Mile Long Bar. It kind of looked had that same look. And it was just kind of around the corner, kind of where the queue area now is for Splash Mountain, where you go into the barn, into mm-hmm. the indoor part of the queue. That's where that restroom used to be, a little bit further back, because it wasn't... They didn't have all the new landscaping there they have now but yeah that's where that was now that restroom might see more crowds um, when galaxy's edge opens oh because goodness there's an entrance to i don't know if you, well you haven't seen it but ruth when was the last time you were at disneyland uh 2015 <laughs> uh, okay so you hadn't seen it yet there's a walkway now that and i don't i think i mentioned this on our show but I, i'm not real fond of it because when you used to be able to eat at the Hungry Bear restaurant, which you could still eat there, but the balcony on top, I, everyone used to like to eat on the edge and throw their fries and the ducks would come mm-hmm. over and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can't do that right unless, on the you water. Have, unless you have a good arm now because yeah. when you look over that edge now, that's a walkway. Yeah. Yeah. Because now it's a path to get to the Star Wars land. Mm-hmm. So they built a new pathway in front of what was once the balcony which was right on the water's mm-hmm. edge mm-hmm. yeah and if you're on the first floor because you used to be on the first floor you could just see the water like oh, yeah. lapping right up against the edge of where you were sitting yeah that's not gonna be yeah. fun now it's just gonna be people literally like walking a foot yeah. from your table yeah right. you, once star wars <laughs> land opens nobody's gonna want to sit there because it'll just be a wall of people in front of you Ugh, you won't even be able be, to see the, yeah the water. that's gonna be one of the main entrances right yeah i think so yeah that's yeah. gonna be a mess people will be taking your fries right off your tray <laughs> <laughs> don't feed the humans yeah. <laughs> oh boy oh that's terrible it's so, too bad <laughs> Uh, don't, yeah, don't get me started on the um, Star Wars <laughs> land. Um, now let's get on a raft and go over to Tom Sawyer <laughs> Island. <laughs> oh, yes. There's two restrooms over there. At least there used... Yeah, there still is um, two restrooms. So how were those... That must have been kind of a different way to maintain those, being that the only way to get there was by raft. They must have had somebody just assigned to that island all day. Yeah, they we had the island people, so they have one female. The island female. people. <laughs> the island people. <laughs> Welcome to our island. <laughs> it was kind of fun because it was just you and a female, and as long right. as you got along well with that person, then it was a fun day because uh, you would go. You had to queen each restroom once an hour, and the rest of the time you walked around with a little picker and just picked up trash off the trails and. Right, you couldn't use cars. a sweep. You couldn't use a broom because it was all dirt trails. So you used one of those little handheld things that so you didn't have to bend over. Right, and you squeeze the handle. Yeah, yeah. The, at the restroom, there's one on the we call it the dock restroom, which is r- right right across from the Mark Twain dock. Right, and that's actually where they had the catfish fishing at one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, remember that? 
well, yeah. we don't remember it personally, but we've seen video yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like a picnic bench on there now, and uh, yeah, and that that literally is like on a dock, and it was very small and wooden. Yeah. Looks like a outhouse kind of, but I remember that restroom was always kind of smelly, smelly, and <laughs> not a great. Like it was like the not the cleanest restroom when it came to Disneyland. No, and it wasn't no. because it wasn't well-maintained. It was just because it was so small and... Old. You know, and old and things yeah. happen in restrooms. You don't want them to be that small. No. <laughs> no. But can well, you imagine, Lynn, when they yeah. were fishing there, mm-hmm. people would take their fish and dump them in the trash and in the restrooms. Oh. That must have been really smelly. <laughs> Very small restroom, yeah. Yeah. And then the other one we called it was the fort, and there was um, women's and men's restroom in, inside the fort area, which is right. now closed off. Which is not. Well, we were looking that. at a map of um, Tom Sawyer's Island restrooms, me and Ruth, and we... There is still a restroom that's mm-hmm. called the Fort Wilderness, but we think it's on the outside of it now. It is, yeah. Yeah, right. So. You can't enter the fort at all anymore. It's No, it's, um, it's not even the same building. They demolished no. it and built a new yeah. one. Yeah. Sad, yeah. Yeah. Because and the original was, was designed by Walt Disney. I mean, It was, and it looked like a real fort, and it had, you know... the The thing that I don't like about it is how the towers don't have the, the peaked roofs on them. It's just mm-hmm. flat. I, I think it doesn't look like a fort. It just looks like a wall of two-by-fours. I don't know. Yeah. Because the, the, the old one looked like it had hewn... And it was. It was actual hewn logs that they used. That's why they had to demolish it, because after 50 years, it started to decay. Yeah. And it wasn't safe anymore. It's just called the, a prison instead of a fort. Yeah, well, the, well, the one in Florida, <laughs> the Fort Sam Clemens on Tom Sawyer Island in Florida, mm-hmm. that one was made out of fiberglass, so that one will be there forever. Oh. But the one in Disneyland was actual, authentic, hewn logs. Well, we still have quite a few to go here, so um, right. let's go over to... Frontierland over to the Rancho del Zocalo area. Right. And those restrooms originally were, we used to call them Carnation Gardens restrooms. Right. Mm-hmm. When that was, when you couldn't, because there's a walkway now. I don't, when was the last time you were at Disneyland, Chris? 99. There was no access to right, right. to the restaurant from now there. That was a walkway from Plaza Garden or whatever you call that over there now to Fantasy Fair, yeah. Yeah, Fantasy and to the restaurant. Um, now there's like a right. hallway and there's restrooms in there. Are they the same restrooms or are they oh, re- totally redone, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cuz I remember the restrooms back there, the original restrooms back there. They were again behind like a lattice kind of a wall. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had post attraction posters on the wall back there. Yeah, the 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 new ones have like Spanish guitar music playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Did that open while you were still working there, or is that something that opened after you? Yeah, well, yeah, it opened while I was there. I think. Oh, okay. I want to say it was two thousand. 
around mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, that was still called Casa Mexicana when the mm-hmm. last time I went there. Oh, that's wow. how long ago it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, when they redid that whole restaurant, that's when the custodial office, custodial central, we called it, was we were kicked out of because mm. our um, our office was where the kitchen is now for that restaurant. Oh, okay. Because they expanded the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's underneath security and the old administration building on the other side. Oh, near Space Mountain? Yeah, well, closer to the Mr. Lincoln, like the behind Mr. Lincoln. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But in that area that's behind Tomorrowland and Main Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. It used to be the mailroom. And- oh, really? Yeah. The lockers used to be back there. The mm. same building as Primeval World right, was right. on the side facing inside the park was where the lockers were, where you got your costume. <laughs> yeah, that's a unique building because you can't get to the other side of the building without having to go underneath the railroad tracks or above. Yeah, so yeah. there's actually a, a tunnel you go under and come back up again. Yeah. So we'll take the Big Thunder Trail behind mm-hmm. Big Thunder Mountain. Are there restrooms inside the Golden Horseshoe? No. There's no. One. So the Zocolo is the only restrooms in Frontierland proper. Yeah. Well, yes. Now. 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 Okay. Because the one I'm going to talk of is called, we call it the Ranch. Right. And that sadly is gone. Um, right. But that was a big giant barn. Yeah. And, and the restrooms were to the left, like in that little barn area. And those were the most yeah. really themed, unique restrooms because yeah. all wood inside and mm-hmm. just, yeah. I remember the, were the sinks kind of Western looking? Were they like, yeah, they're like, like, uh, like buck- pans? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, the metal. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> The lighting was like lanterns looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you could hear the Western music while you were in there. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And those restrooms always got really, um, when we had to clean them, a little dirty. Like the floor was always um, like sandy kind of because that. Oh, yeah. The dirt from the restaurant. Because area. it was all dirt paths back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm sure uh, in a year from now, there'll be more restrooms back there. Oh, at least, yeah. And they'll be um, Star Wars themed. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means. (laughs) I don't know how. A long time ago in a galaxy far away, I don't know how their restrooms were back then, but we'll find out. (laughs) I don't remember them using the restroom. Um, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Or, or eat. Um, right. Well, yeah, they do. Or that. sleep. <laughs> or sleep. <laughs> so we'll head into Fantasyland, and there's this restroom is called, we call it the Village Hoss restroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's off to the right as you pass the wooden gates there. If you ever wanted to hear polka or yodeling <laughs> while using the restroom, here's where to do that. <laughs> That's all I remember about that restroom is that music. It's always loud too. Yeah, it was that was a really loud 
uh, restroom for the music. Yeah, I remember that too. It's funny we remember it the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that, Ruth? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, not really any stories for that one. There's a story in our book about about it being haunted. Um, but ooh, you only have to read the book. Yeah. <laughs> it it didn't happen to me, it happened to a, a friend of ours, but we put it in the book. Oh wow. So in that one as far as like theming, yeah, the music, but then the tile work, everything is kind of a now I'm colorblind, so <laughs> I shouldn't be oh, describing really? any colors to you at all, but Oh that's uh, funny. My dad and my uh, nephew are both colorblind. That's oh really? Yeah. <laughs> but it looked tan to me, kind of a tan, yellow, tannish. Yeah, it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of matched the color scheme of the whole Pinocchio area. Right, yeah. Yeah. So from there, there's not really any restrooms that are very close, but I want to head up towards It's a Small World. Right. Um, there's a restroom that's had several names over the years for custodial at one time it was called the meadow mm-hmm. um because i heard there was just nothing there just a grass area before yeah, before videopolis yeah right and then it was called videopolis when we just and then fantasy on theater but i always wrote video on like because you had to put like what restroom you're going to n- next right on your time sheet yeah. yeah on our sheet i would just put video and a lot of people are, what in the heck is that you know because <laughs> you were calling it what you originally called it yeah so i remember that restroom seeming very temporary like it it was seemed like it was like a trailer on stilts or something yeah and the, and they had like a little ramp leading up to it and it seemed very like makeshift kind of seems strange for Disney to have something like that. And it still is kind of that way, although yeah. they've, they've kind of the front, it doesn't look like that as much anymore, but if you saw it from the back it really is like a trailer. I mean, it's on still. Yeah. yeah. And I remember it had, when it was Videopolis, it had those glass square blocks mm-hmm. for the windows. Yeah. Like that, like it reminds me of the TV show Empty Nest. Mm-hmm. Because their doctor's office in that show had that very '80s looking kind of Art Deco revival <laughs> '80s. Well, lots they, of pinks and turquoises. <laughs> they were built at that time, so yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would get really busy as the shows would let out for mm-hmm. the Fantasyland Theater. Yeah. I had a, a story about that. It's just a quick little story. Yeah. I I remember using that restroom once when I like really had a problem and I needed to get to a restroom very quickly. <laughs> that's all I'll say and I'll say no more, but that's my memory of that restroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ruth is like, no comment. <laughs> She's like, next. Um, <laughs> the next restroom is in Toontown, and mm-hmm. that that one, the music is pretty much the area music that plays in Toontown. Right, right. Um, so if you want to ever hear slide whistles and um, mm-hmm. and uh, cowbells while you're going to the bathroom. <laughs> Although, during Christmas, it changes. 
Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have the Christmas time loop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say that was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, that is a great loop. Yeah, I do like the Toontown Christmas loop. But what's fun about that one is it's themed to look like a gas station, and it's uh, Goofy's gas station. And I always loved the fish, the the um, the gas pumps had fish inside. Remember that? <laughs> that was really cute. And I remember the women's room had a picture of Jessica Rabbit mm-hmm. on the sign, and then the men's room had a picture of Roger Rabbit, but he was wearing like a mechanic outfit, and I think he was holding a wrench. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And the drinking fountains right there. Uh, change color because they had like a light like a light shining out of the drinking fountain onto the water oh fun i never noticed that that's fun it may not be that way anymore you know those like little things are always added when it first open and then they don't like they don't maintain them them. yeah like another one i think of is the the hands that the gloves that would run through the acme shop Mm mm-hmm for a long time, I don't know if it's been fixed, but for a long time, they were just still. They didn't move. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't bother to fix it. <laughs> kind of like the trolley. But... Yeah. <laughs> so now now we have to take a long walk mm-hmm. to get to our next one. Mm-hmm. I know which one. We're going all the way into Tomorrowland. Oh, oh no, really? no, I, no, I'm thinking not. of one other one yeah. where, you're right, the, you're Roy- right. the, where the royal... Was... Thrones are located. Yeah, yeah. I always forget about this one because it's in the very middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one is, they call it King and Queen. Right. Because the sign on the door says King for the men <laughs> and Queen for the women instead mm-hmm. of men and women because they want to keep the theming going with that. Right. Right. <laughs> Because yeah. it's on the back side of the castle, and it looks like part of the castle, right around the corner from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And actually, back up to Fantasyland Theater, that one, at one time, and I don't remember if it... I know it was Prince and Princess was... Yeah, it's still called that. When I looked it up today, that's yeah. what they're still calling it. Yeah. So the whole royal family has thrones in Fantasyland. <laughs> well, now this one's been changed just before I left. Oh, really? Um, in 2000, I want to say it was like 2006 or early 2007. It was remodeled to Alice in Wonderland themed with car- the doors are cards now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Are the doors to the stalls or the doors to get into the room? The, the stalls. Oh, how fun. Have you, you seen those, Ruth? Yeah, I have seen those. Yeah. And the tile is like black and white. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because the, that fits the theme, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the checkered pattern. Yeah. Right. It's very themed. Probably one of the most themed restrooms in uh, Disneyland now, I would say. Mm-hmm. And they don't call it the King and Queen anymore, or they still do? I, I don't know. Is that what the map? Did yeah, it says King and Queen. Oh, yeah. well, good. So they kept that part of it, mm-hmm. and yet they rethemed it. The, well, I guess it makes sense because you've got the Queen of Hearts and the King of Hearts, so right. you could still call it that and still have it be Alice in Wonderland themed. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Now that, that restroom's funny because when the parades would come, and if mm. you were cleaning the restroom and the parade came, you were stuck. 
Because <laughs> there's no <laughs> right. Way. Because there's no there's it's right flush up against mm-hmm. the parade. Yeah. There's, there's no way out of there. Even the back way. There's a a back restroom that we would clean. It we called it Toad, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was, the it it was, was a cast toad. member. Well, it was called yeah, Toad Maintenance, uh, and it was for the um, where the, the cars Mr. Toad ride, ride. yeah. And um, Peter Pan and stuff, they had those on the upper level, but yeah, yeah there was like a maintenance restroom in there. and uh, That's funny. But you couldn't get anywhere from there, so... And that happened to several cast members, they just got stuck there, so... <laughs> they'd have to call the office, and I, I can't leave, so... Wow. Well, yeah. at least you get to watch the parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was the one I was mentioning, is the... Let's go over to... Innoventions? Well, okay, so this is because I worked there when Innoventions was open, but Mm -hmm. um, it used to be called Skyway, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Innoventions, now they call it... um, The Tomorrowland Station restroom. Yeah. That one's my favorite restroom, only because it's always clean, and it's big. Really? Big, and the air conditioning works like the best in the whole park. That's surprising that out of all of them, that would be the cleanest, because it seems like kind of a populated area, really, back no, there. Not, not at all, because... Really? What they did is, I don't know, you probably, I don't know if you noticed this, Ruth, but the... So there's the hat shop right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a hat shop now, but it's like a souvenir stand. And you used to be able to walk around the hat shop, like if you wanted to walk around it in all directions... But you can't do yeah. that now. So if you were to walk to the right of the hat shop and behind it, like uh, left to right around it, now you just hit a wall. So that's so it's kind of a hmm. dead end back there, and it's kind of hidden behind the shop. So that's why it's kind of not popular anymore. Oh, I see. Because yeah. when the Skyway was still there, oh yeah, yeah, the, the Skyway was on the second floor, and when you left the Skyway, you walk right past those bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could go behind the hat, the the mm-hmm. mod hatter, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, you could like go all 360 around that, and the restrooms were right behind it, and then the train was right there, and then mm-hmm. the Autopia. There was all these conglomerate of attractions all in that one little spot, and it was the only restroom in that whole area. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one now because the no one. Yeah. Oh, that's travels over there. Yeah. Yeah. Travel tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the next one that you're going to talk about, I remember because I remember going in there and hearing the monorail song. <laughs> Which one is that? The one in Space Mountain. Yeah. Because they mm-hmm. they had um they used to play the same loop that they played at the the uh, Space Mountain Concourse, mm-hmm. and it was all like orchestrations of all the classic Tomorrowland songs, like the um, Monorail song and the Miracles from Molecules and all those right songs. That's, yeah, that's, that's changed, but um, now it's more. Like sound effect music, almost kind of it's like, like uh, beep 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 boop 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 boop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lasers and right. buttons and computers and things. Yeah, <laughs> robots at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the tile is really dark in there, like a dark blueish. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
that was kind of like the whole theme of that when it was still the big complex with the amphitheater. Oh, yeah. Because that amphitheater mm-hmm. had a wall in front of the stage that had the exact same tile as the restrooms. It was that dark blue tile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they I guess they just kept it in the restroom all these years. Yeah. Some of that tile's still there on the left side. If you're heading towards those restrooms, there's some benches on the left. And yeah, tile like on the flower beds still. Yeah, they yeah they mm-hmm. that tile was kind of the theme of the whole complex. They had it around the flower beds with the with those um the flower beds had the kind of the poles that came down into them from the ceiling that were kind of mm-hmm. they looked kind of like the same things the pylons for the people mover. Right. They kind of were tapered. They were thin at the bottom and then they tapered up to the top. Very white and blue and future and i miss those tomorrowland days (laughs) (laughs) there's still a few remnants of it left and one of the areas you'll see it is back there where those tomorrowland restrooms are yeah for sure i have a story about that oh go ahead yeah just a quick one i remember in the 80s going in there and it was the first time i'd ever seen laser activated um sinks where you put your hand under oh the sensor yeah the sensor yeah Mm -hmm. and it made the water go on automatically they added those sometime in the late 80s and i remember going in there when it because i had gone there before and then you know the next time i went there on my next trip i went and used those restrooms and i went in and i'm i could at first i couldn't figure out how to turn them on (laughs) it's like what's going on and then i saw like the little sensor there and i thought maybe they're automatic and i put my hand and i was amazed the future (laughs) (laughs) first time i ever experienced that (laughs) well tomorrow right yeah the future so there's one other one in tomorrowland that is kind of like the indiana jones restroom but i don't think it anymore I, I i would doubt that they let guests use it anymore but for a time when i was working there it was for star tours and mm-hmm. there's a restroom um like when you're upstairs ready to board there's one kind of in a hallway off to your mm-hmm. far left mm. yeah when i worked at star tours in um mm-hmm. florida they had one in the hallway as you were exiting, and they had a drinking fountain there. But it was um, kind of, again, exactly what you were talking about. It was not really allowed to be used unless you had an emergency. Right, and that's what this was. And sometimes people would leave that attraction and have emergencies, because some people, believe it or not, would get sick because of the motion in in there oh, so oh, oh yeah oh i believe yeah because i've cleaned up those <laughs> those protein spills <laughs> <laughs> did you use that sawdust stuff that smelled really nice and you just poured it over and it sopped it all up and you just swept it right into your pan i we did but i i didn't like using it too often because it seemed to me it seemed like it made a bigger mess because when you pour it it kind of spill everywhere and so i would i would especially well at Disneyland, the exit to Star Tours is carpet, so... Oh, yeah, see, the one in in mm-hmm. Florida was that, like, plat, like rubber with the little circles. 
mm-hmm. you know what oh, I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. They might have that now, but it was called yeah. at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. We have one more uh, location mm-hmm. that has a restroom, and then there's one restroom in that same location that is no longer there, and that is the Plaza Inn restrooms. Mm-hmm. And the main restroom is it's right there between the Plaza Inn restaurant and Star Tours. Right, yeah. I used that one a lot. Remember that one? Yeah. And it had kind of a tie-in. The theme of it was kind of tied into the Plaza Inn. Mm-hmm. Same kind of decoration. Yeah. So it was kind of like right before it transitioned. Like that was the last part of Main Street. And then the next thing right next mm-hmm. to it was the Tomorrowland building was right there. You, I, I remember using it in the people move. You could see the people mover going into Star Tours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> standing right there when they had the people mover. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So that one, like you said, it's themed Victorian kind of. And it was redone in 1999 ish. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's changed since then. Right, right. I have one story. For oh, working cool. in that one that is in the book, but I'll share it. Um, okay. I was cleaning the sinks, wiping them, and there was a fellow that a guy came up next to me in the other sink and asked me how my day was going, and I looked up and it was Kenny Loggins. And oh wow, um, cool. Right I- into <laughs> the danger zone. Was that who- Kenny Loggins? Was yeah, that his song? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and uh, <laughs> well, he wrote a song for I think it was the. Is it the Pooh or Tigger movie or something? Oh, yeah. Around mm-hmm. that time, like 99-ish, 2000, 2000, maybe? Yeah. Um, and Piglet's big movie or one of those, yeah. He was there for the 45th anniversary of Disneyland. They did a special uh, filming right. on, at the uh, town square, and they had a stage, and he performed a song for that. And then he was there in that restroom and was oh it was the same day yeah oh yeah like right oh after cool and wow yeah it's kind of interesting and, and did what he said how's your day going were you like oh, oh, oh yeah. like <laughs> tongue-tied yeah. yeah i asked him i said how, how are you and he said i'm good and he said i think the performance went pretty good and i said oh cool you know i didn't know what to say I'm like, oh that's cool you know and then um and i but i did notice that he wiped the counter after he was done to not leave any trips or anything oh so what a nice guy yeah. so kenny loggins is clean <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> he was in a another disney special in the 80s um, in 86 called um disneyland summer vacation party and they had it was hosted by Mindy Cohn from Facts of Life. Oh, yeah. And Tootie, what, Kim Fields, was that her yeah, name? Yeah, Kim Fields. And then they had uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner. And then the guy that was Mallory's boyfriend on Mick. Facts of Life. Mick. Yeah, I forget the yeah. actor's name. <laughs> but the, they were like the hosts, and they just went around Disneyland. It was kind of like grad night, and they had all the kids there, you know, teenagers... And they had one of the performers on the show was mm-hmm. Kenny Loggins. And I think he did Danger Zone. Yeah, he did. Because that was right <laughs> around the time. To- oh, you've seen that special. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So now that we've talked about every bathroom. Oh, not yet. 
So, oh, we missed one? Okay. Well, well it's not there anymore, but I, I wanted to bring it up because a lot of people may not know this, but Plaza Inn, and you probably know this, though, but Plaza Inn had oh. inside restrooms. Yes, yes, they're not there anymore. To the left, so when you first enter the doors the on the porch, the mm -hmm. main entrance, there was they were off to the left and right, or just to the mm -hmm. left, I don't know. Yeah, but they were right there in the entrance, and those are totally gone now. Oh, really? Yeah. They had restrooms in the in-between, too, didn't they? Not, not no? inside. No, on the back side, like by the dock back there. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, now I remember that. Yeah. Did you have to clean those, too? Yeah, those are part of the back area restrooms. So when we would clean, we'd get a, a split, a sheet, and mm -hmm. it would say, like, well, the women usually only had one or maybe two guest restrooms because mm -hmm. their restrooms are much bigger more stalls and um, right but yeah. the men's we'd have two or three and we just go one to the other and it had to be all done each hour and right but then we'd have a list as you went through you had to chart that it right you know, like on a sheet yeah. and yeah i remember seeing the other i didn't do the restrooms but mm -hmm. i remember seeing the other uh uh custodians do that at disney world Oh yeah, and yeah. so then the, then we had a couple back area ones, and those were uh, we do just once during our shift, and some of them we do twice because right. they were re the really busy ones, like near Main Street. But right, um, yeah. Anyhow, so yeah, I do remember that the employee mm -hmm. or the cast member restrooms were not always as clean as no. the um, ones uh, in the guest areas, and that's because they were not cleaned as often which is understandable yeah but um i mean they weren't they weren't filthy by any means but they just seemed a little less nice than the, than the guest ones well that was just in general right the backstage yeah. area was backstage so it wasn't yeah as clean they, as on stage so yeah you'd see cigarette buds and <laughs> it wasn't yeah. quite yeah. as nice but um so that's it what that's it those are every restroom in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But now we're all going to pick our favorite. So, do you have a favorite, Lynn? I think I mentioned the Interventions. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Train Tomorrowland Train Station. Yeah. Um, but I do like. No, go ahead. So I'll let you guys pick because I don't want to take up two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick the Tiki Room. Just because they're so strange mm -hmm. and unique, and just I just can picture Walt going in there and using it. <laughs> he probably did. Yeah. He probably did because it hasn't changed since then. <laughs> I think they have the same toilets in there. Same toilet so, seat. Yeah. No. I don't same know. toilet seat. So I don't know. I just I, hope I just feel I just feel this close connection to Walt when I'm in that restroom. <laughs> That's so that's weird. why it's my no, favorite. <laughs> it is kind of weird, but yeah, no, that's not why it's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite just because they're so unique and just bizarre and just interesting. Kind of mm -hmm. part of the whole, it's part of the whole, you know, crazy kind of organic way Disneyland was built. It's not like the other theme parks that Disney has done because Disneyland, to a great extent, grew organically. Whereas the others were all planned out, you know, well, because they learned their lessons from Disneyland. So it's just so Disneyland is a little more quirky than the other 
Disney parks that you'll find around the world, which I just mm-hmm. find to be one of the reasons it has such charm to it, you know? Yeah. So, Ruth, what's your favorite restroom? Well, I'm going to pick the Blue Bayou restrooms because I like the theme and that's part of the fun of going in there and eating and is using that restroom because that's the only real way you get to use that. So yeah. um, I mm-hmm. really like using those and I love eating there too. So I'm picking those. Yeah. They're among some of the fancier ones in the park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that is our little covers of restrooms, but we just kind of, to end the show, Mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about another interesting aspect of Disneyland cleanliness, and that would be the themed trash cans that you'll find all over the park. And kind of each area, and each attraction to some extent, well, some of them kind of share the same trash cans as the land that they're in, but... Certain attractions have their very own design of trash cans, and each themed area kind of has its own style of trash cans. Mm -hmm. For the most part, they're all the same style. They're that uh, box shape with, uh, you know, the kind of the rounded off lid with a... Rivets. with With the rivets, and then you push the little... Uh, thing at the top and then inside there's a plastic bin and that's where all the trash goes and then for those not in the know each one of those has a door on one side of it right Lynn and you can just open that little Mm -hmm. door and pull the bin out and it's usually like a brown plastic bin yeah and a liner and they they call it a liner that's right I forgot that yeah and then inside, now, I think um, when we did it at Disney World, we didn't put a plastic, like a trash bag inside of it. We did that for restaurants, mm-hmm. but the ones on the, just around the, the park in general, we didn't put anything in the liner. It was just like, the trash was just right in there. That's the way did it was you- at Disneyland until just maybe a year ago. They, they now have all the, we call them area cans. All the mm-hmm. area cans are now bagged also. Yeah. For, I always felt like that was so gross and they needed to use the bags on all of them. And it really, because when you pull them out of the bins, it wasted so much time because you had to, you had to hose them out. Because mm-hmm. it had ice cream and, right. you know all sorts of wet stuff in there and you couldn't just empty them you had to hose them out every time and i thought that was such a waste of time Mm -hmm. so um i thought it would be so much more efficient and quicker to put a trash bag inside and then just wash them once a day or something you know but nobody was listening to me back then (laughs) i was just the peon college (laughs) program kid who had no say in anything so but at least they used them in the re- in like the, the restaurants. You had to use them in the restaurants yeah, because yeah. it was it was all food being thrown away. It would have been just disgusting if you didn't use them in there. The ones in the lines uh, were bagged also because some of them you had to 
go through the line to get it. So right. You, you couldn't take a line or three. It, you, that would be gross for the guests to have yeah. to see you pulling a big bin of trash through the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Main Street, one thing I noticed about the Main Street ones is the color scheme of the trash cans now. And it has been for many years is like an off white is the main can. And then there's like this like kind of lime green or what would you call that green? Like a uh, like a sage, like a that's there yeah. you go. Like a sage green is the design. And then the lid is like a sage green. Mm -hmm. But I've seen pictures of it when those cans used to be like green. Like mm -hmm. forest green, and then all the details were yellow. Do you remember those mm -hmm. when it was like that? Yeah, yeah, way before we were. Oh, that there, was before your time. Yeah. They were always that color. Yeah, yeah. 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 I kind of like those old ones. I think they they blended in more with the area. With the area, yeah. And then I was doing a little research today, and I was kind of designing the poster using some of the trash, different trash can designs. And they used to have in Adventureland, like, that bamboo looking, like you mentioned earlier, that was on the stalls in the restrooms yeah. in um, Adventureland. They had trash cans that had that same look to them. They had, like, that bamboo mm -hmm. design on them. But I don't think they have those anymore. No, I think um, it's just the, the Adventureland... Uh... Yeah, it's like a green. It's actually the one you use as for your logo, right? right. For your Sweep Spot podcast, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's green with like a kind of a tiki pattern on it. Right, right. Yeah, and those are everywhere in Adventureland. Yeah, those are pretty much you know that's the event every yeah. And then um, they have um, the Frontierland ones look like wood, like it looks like wood planks. Mm-hmm. And then the ones in it in New Orleans look like um, they're like a turquoise, kind of fancy looking. Mm -hmm. Now, what I always found kind of bizarre about the trash cans ever since I was a kid is they don't say trash on them. They say waste, please. <laughs> yeah. Are you asking me to waste? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please waste everything. So polite. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> And then um, they have come some bizarre ones on Tom Sawyer Island that actually look like log stumps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like and fiberglass. I, like. Yeah, and those were kind of built into the ground, right? You had to pull the bags out of them, didn't you? Did you ever have to empty those? The whole thing was like a like a casing that went over the, the oh, trash can. Okay. So you'd have to lift this whole fiberglass. The whole thing. Yeah. Were they heavy? Yeah, kind of. They were really awkward. I don't know. If they wow. probably don't do that now. That was, they know. might have phased those out. Yeah. yeah. They're probably just the generic, like, Frontierland log ones. Right. The, yeah. And then the, the um, Adventureland Tiki Garden used to have these really cool-looking, what they call bullet cans. Mm -hmm. And the reason they call them that is because they're sil cylindrical. And then the top of them is like a half circle. So they're kind of shaped like a bullet. And the top of it is like, you know, like polished metal. And then the the can part itself, the cylinder, 
they painted them different tiki designs. Like, mm-hmm. really cool, like, that whole retro 60s tiki. But they phased those out, too. But I did look at online, and I saw pictures of a bunch of them, and they were actually... They were trash cans, yes, but they were pretty much works of art at the same time. You could tell they they, they were all hand-painted, and... Yeah, I know who designed crazy. those trash cans. Yes. Rolly, that? Rolly Crump, because exactly he was a, like an art director or something for the for Disneyland after he was um, not in Imagineering anymore when Walt right. passed away, and mm-hmm. so he was doing that for the park and he did design the Small World ones and mm-hmm. um, probably did the Tiki. I know that he had a lot of work to do with the Tiki Garden itself, so I imagine mm-hmm. he did do he, he did, must have yeah. I mean, they look like his work. When mm. you look at them, they definitely right. look like a Raleigh Crump thing. Yeah. Right, right. But I wanted to mention, too, before we leave that west side of the park, was the Indiana Jones has their own trash cans that are kind of a brown with a texture, and it has a, a, like a stamp on it that does say waste or something oh like yeah that. like an army right. like like a stencil stamp. yeah yeah right right yeah and i remember those yeah those are there kind of fits the whole jeep army jeep kind of aesthetic they're going for the whole dig site thing and then the yeah. haunted mansion area has its own um trash cans that are the kind of green and yeah was it like purple or blue or and I remember the waste, please. I don't, they might not have that on there anymore, but it was written in the same mm-hmm. font as the Haunted Mansion font. Yeah, I think they do still have that. <laughs> oh, they do? That's yeah. good. Well, I was going to say, you know what? When you said the waste, please, now that I think about it, um, a lot of them still say that. On, I was thinking you were you were saying on the lids. We call it the lids. No, like the no, flap, no. The flaps. The flap. Yeah, those used to say push, but right, now they right. don't anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the waste please is on is on um, several of the uh, trash cans still, yeah. Oh, that's good, because mm-hmm. that's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun because yeah, it's so bizarre because you never see that phrase that way anyplace but Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere else in the world, it's trash or some garbage or something. <laughs> but they want to keep it pleasant at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. So then um, the Fantasyland ones all kind of have a Bavarian, like, uh, design, kind of a Pinocchio, like, Geppetto painted it or something, you know, like a cute little storybook look to them. And then I think the ones near the Matterhorn carry that same aesthetic, right? Yeah. But then you mentioned earlier, the small world trash cans have their own look to them, and they're really cool, and they kind of match the look of the structure of It's a Small World. Kind of pastel. Like kind of Pastel with geometric shapes, and Raleigh mm-hmm. Crump came up with that design, you yeah, said, right? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. The ones in Toontown are fun because they're designed to look like a regular city. They're like just plain green, and they look like um, a regular type of trash can that you'd find in like a big city. Mm-hmm. But... On the front, they say, um, keep our city clean in, like, a circle of letters. And then yeah. they have a picture of the the broom from Fantasia mm-hmm. sweeping. So they kind of add a little fun to that. Yeah. And it ties in well to the Toontown theme. 
And then I think the ones in Tomorrowland are just plain gray, and then they have, like, a Tomorrowland emblem on the front of them. Yeah, those have changed over the years. They had... Remember when Tomorrowland went to the gold? Yeah, they had... I saw a picture of that mm -hmm. today. They had the gold... It was basically the same, but it, it instead of being gray, they mm -hmm. were gold, yeah. And then they went to, like, a silver trash can. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the thing is with... Because I know we're kind of near the end here. The trash cans... They were all hand-painted. When we had mm -hmm. a trash can that was damaged or chipped mm -hmm. too much, we would take it backstage, and then when we had enough of them throughout the different areas, someone would come around with the truck and load all the trash cans and take them back to the paint shop, and they would actually paint the trash cans. Wow. Um, even the emblems, everything was hand-painted. Yeah. But They weren't stenciled. They were actual... Right. They weren't like little paste-on stickers or anything they yeah. were hand painted mm -hmm. yeah and they and but now i noticed that a lot of them there's just decals pasted on yeah. so now people peel them off and stuff but um yeah yeah and some of them like the ones in tomorrowland don't even have paint on they're just a solid color mm -hmm. with uh actual like plate you know put on the front of it that says tomorrowland like yeah. a it's like, like a an emblem. Like a well, no, no. I the ones I saw were actual like a bronze, oh, like three dimensional plate, like you know that it was carved like a carving that said Tomorrowland. Oh yeah. Um, I but don't... I don't know if that's uh, still the case. That might have been closer to when they redid Tomorrowland back in the early nineties. Probably. They spent all their money on the trash cans. That's why Rocket Rods <laughs> wouldn't run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll blame the trash cans for that. Oh yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't realize how much you... I mean, we could keep going on trash cans. I, I didn't realize how much there really is to say about trash cans, but that's 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 good, right? Because, yeah, I mean, it just goes to tell you that Disneyland is every little thing all the way down to the trash cans. Mm -hmm. Every detail. That's what makes it um, different from Magic Mountain. You know, mm -hmm. that's why it's better than any other right. theme park in the, across the world. Disney sets that standard. So, right. before we go, now that we named our favorite bathroom, let's name our favorite trash can. Why not? Ruth, do you have a favorite trash can? Well, yes, I do. And it goes along with my favorite attraction, which is It's a Small World. And I just right. really like those trash cans because... It carries the theme throughout the area there, so it you know it doesn't just stop at the attraction. You know, as you're walking down the Small World Mall, the the trash yeah, right they're there, all along there, right? Yeah. And they're themed to that same area. So I just I love that area. I love that ride. I love just you know the bright colors and the geometric shapes. So that's my favorite mm -hmm. trash can. Cool, Lindy. You have a favorite trash can? Well, I. I have to say the Adventureland because of it's our it's the sweet spot logo, right? Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I didn't say that one, I would say the um, the Haunted Mansion one, and we have a T-shirt that has that. Yes, yes, it, so. yes. I know, I know a famous artist who designed one of your T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy. I don't know. <laughs> That would be me, yeah. if you're wondering. Yeah. I did a t-shirt that nobody has purchased yet, so get over to the Sweep Spot website, buy yourself a 
terrific looking sweep spot t-shirt yeah so my favorite trash can is the one i ranted and raved about already those those bullet shaped trash cans <laughs> at the tiki room uh, they don't exist anymore but uh, all the pictures and i remember seeing them there yeah, yeah years ago years ago but all the all the pictures i saw of them today kind of brought back some memories and i was just like wow every little detail those trash cans they were just trash cans yeah. but they were hand painted with beautiful designs and each one was unique mm -hmm. no two looked alike and and lynn you mentioned that they kept using those bullet style trash cans in the queue areas for a lot of the attractions because they didn't take up as much space right yeah there's not very many anymore I, and they're not themed at all the ones that i can think of but right they're yeah, they're usually like in a little corner somewhere. Um, yeah, it makes sense because it has no rough edges. It's mm -hmm. it's around, so if somebody bumps into it, they're not going to get hurt. Right. And they're smaller. They take up less space because a lot of the queue areas in Disneyland, especially, are really tight. Oh yeah. Because they were designed at a different time when the parks were less crowded. There weren't very many people in wheelchairs and. Mm -hmm. All those sorts of things. So, I mean, there were a lot of people in wheelchairs just like there are today, but unfortunately, they weren't treated as respectfully back then. So, they weren't able to get around as conveniently as they are today, unfortunately. But So, I have one little story about trash cans before we go. Um, oh, cool. Absolutely. So, we mentioned before the show, we were talking about um, the old style trash cans that have like a turret or like a... Like a kind of a cone like a looks like the top of the castle some of it you know yeah mm -hmm. and those were very themed like the ones you're talking about tiki room but these were very themed and painted and had even mm -hmm. like a little uh kind of like a hood like over i don't know yeah explain, to match but, the theme of the castle they look kind of medieval yeah yeah and they had those a lot of those were in fantasy land like throughout mm -hmm. fantasy land well, for the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, they brought back two of those. They were all fixed up and painted, and mm -hmm. they had one on each side of the... Um, just before you walk up the pathway to the castle in front of the castle there, they had mm -hmm. one on each side. Well, when the 50th was over, they took those out and put back just the normal Main Street ones again, but um, one, of the, one of those trash cans went to our manager that we've had on our show and spoke of many times his name was ray and mm, yeah. he uh when he retired they surprised him and converted one of those trash cans into a little small refrigerator so <laughs> oh, awesome <laughs> that's nice he was known for his drinking and i mean not, oh. not in a bad way but in a you know in a, and uh yeah and so they surprised him and made and converted one of those into a so that was cool. How cool! That yeah. is unique item. Wow, he has that. Yeah, I've somewhere. I've seen a lot of pictures from the 50s, 60s where they had that style trash can in the courtyard area behind the castle. You know where Tinkerbell's toy shop was, that little area back there. And I've also seen some pictures of um, mm -hmm. the the ones that were near the carousel kind of had that same hood but they were painted differently they had like a stripe mm -hmm. going on like a kind of a 
two-color stripe going all around. And then the other one I noticed, which was really cool, was when they had the Captain Hook's pirate ship still. Oh, yeah. They had kind of a pirate-looking themed trash cans. And they were also red and white striped. And then they had, like, a shield on the front that said, Waste Please. So mm-hmm. kind of tied into the whole Fantasyland pirate theme. Right. So, yeah. So there is a lot to say about trash. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was a real pleasure to have you on the show, Lynn. Thank you so much for coming on. We had a lot of fun talking to you about trash. Yeah, well, thank you. That was that was fun. I When you first introduced the idea and, and we were talking, I, I thought, okay, I guess we can do something like that, you know? And, um, <laughs> and this actually turned out, you know, there's a lot more to say about it. So, that was good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us uh, for episode 96 of Jiminy Crickets. And Lynn, would you like to share any of your worldwide web exploits with the audience? Yeah, you can find me at www.thesweepspot.com, like you're sweeping. Um, And Uh that's the name of our podcast, The Sweep Spot. You can find it on iTunes or anywhere. Uh, podcasts are found and our book cleaning the kingdom is available at our website we have signed copies and also on kindle uh, nook and you can go to audible or through itunes for the audio version but and of course i'm on you know like facebook and twitter and and all those links are on our website thesweetspot.com but um, had a really good time thank you so much for having me oh it was a pleasure and ruth where can everybody find you on the web Well, I'm the co-host of a podcast along with my daughter where we watch and then discuss the Disney made-for-TV movies from the 80s called the Disney Sunday Movie Podcast. And even though we're on a hiatus right now, you can find uh, our past episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook. And our website is DisneySundayMoviePodcast.com. I'm also on Facebook. I'm Ruthie Brown. You can find me on Twitter at DisneyChris73. On Facebook, I'm Chris Linden. That's L-Y-N-D-O-N, as in Lyndon Johnson. My website is DisneyChris.com, home of the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour. And my uh, YouTube channel is also DisneyChris.com, spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. And on there, I post uh, episodes of this very podcast as well as a bi-weekly update of the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour. And Ruth, where can everybody find Jiminy Crickets on the web? You can find all of our past shows on our website at jcricketpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes at Jiminy Crickets, that's with an exclamation point, and be sure to leave us a five-star review. You can also email us your comments or questions at JiminyCricketsPodcast at gmail.com. And join our Facebook page, Jiminy Crickets Podcast. And Lynn, do you have any final words for tonight? When you go to the Disney parks, help keep it clean and throw away your trash. Waste, please. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And Ruth... Do you have any final words? Yeah, it was fun trash talking with you, Lynn. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thank you, Ruth. And always let your conscience be your guide. When your heart is in your dream.
is true. 